hold on. My whole setup just got fucked. My um microphone fell over. Oh no. And it made me start recording accidentally. <laughs> this is our intro. <laughs> Welcome back to Mouse Watch. Hi, Cedric. Hi, Annie. I was going to introduce myself, but I didn't need to, I guess, because you said my name. Yeah, I like it like that. That's kind of fun, right? Yeah, I love that. Um, I love you. Oh, I love you, too. Oh. That's all for our show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I usually do the or end, but I guess this works as yeah. well. <laughs> um, so this week we watched Cheetah Girls. Heck yeah, we did. We weren't originally going to watch Cheetah Girls. However, in our last episode, we mentioned Cheetah Girls. And as I was editing, I was like, man, I really, I really got a hankering for Cheetah Girls. So. Heck yeah. And you know I can't say no to Cheetah Girls. Okay, Cedric, I had a question that I wanted to mm-hmm. ask you. Um, yes. So this might have been a fever dream or it might have happened in real life, but I don't know. So I, I need you to either confirm or deny. Did we see Raven Simone in Sister Act in New York in 2014? It was not 2014. It was 2012. And we did see Raven Simone in Sister Act on Broadway. Wow. Yes. Because I was like, oh, I've seen her before. And then I was like, no, that couldn't have possibly happened, but I guess it did. Yeah, it did. It huh. 100% did. <laughs> huh. Yeah, so Cheetah Girls came out in 2003. How old were you in 2003? I was six. Nice, so that means I was seven. Yeah. Did you see this movie when it came out? I don't know if I saw it like when Disney Channel was like super premiering it and everything. You know how they used to always do the Disney Channel movies? Um, I caught it quite a bit on the Disney yeah. Channel. So, yes, mm-hmm. I was pretty familiar with this from the beginning. I See, I did not see it. Um, I actually didn't see it until a few years ago. Really? So this wasn't yeah. a nostalgia trip for you then? It was because I was a huge fan of the Cheetah Girls because I saw so I saw the second one. When it came out, um, or shortly after it came out. Okay, see, and I I never saw the second or the third one. They're so good. Okay, well, so I kind of want to binge them all now, anyway. Yeah, but I saw so I saw the second and the third ones when they came out, and then I saw the first one like later. Huh. Was that was that weird? Did it like, did it explain anything? Was there anything in the second and third one that didn't make sense? I'm genuinely um, asking because, like I said, I've never seen them. So here's the fun thing about the Cheetah Girls films is that they are essentially the same film in different places. Huh. So they could um, stand alone. Oh, definitely. They could stand. Like, there are probably a few, like, jokes here and there. Like, I remember seeing the second one and being like, okay, why do people care? <laughs> right? Like, the people in the film. Like, mm-hmm. why do they care about these girls? But, yeah, I think they could be standalone films for sure. Interesting. And they didn't, like, replace any of the actresses or anything? So, um, Raven is not in the third one. Really? Yeah. I I think at the time I remember reading that she was, like, they had, like, 
artistic differences or something you know what they say when <laughs> right but, right yeah she had removed herself from the she girls at that point and actually i think she did that shortly after the second film because i remember they had there was like a, a minute where they tried to make the cheetah girls like a, a real life band and they released an album completely independent from the films um in what like 2007 maybe um huh. and raven wasn't on that either interesting i don't know what to do with this information but i'm glad i have it now yeah speaking yeah, of it's... information uh-huh. uh what do you think the critics gave it um critics gave it a uh critics gave it a 53 no actually critics gave it a 71 huh Okay, I'm really bad at this. (laughs) It was generally comments like um, the music was actually better than the plot and stuff like that, which, I mean, looking back, I can admit it, but my heart heart tells me it's still such a good, good film. Uh, What do you think the fans gave it? Fans gave it like a 98. People love this film. Fans gave it a 49. Are you kidding me? Those are fans. Those are critics. I'm like pretty sure. I'm looking it up that's again. Insane. Maybe they lumped in all the movies into this. Like, do you think they got worse over time or No no nope, no. They got yep, audience so much score better. Is 49%. They got so much better. I, the third Cheetah Girls film is up with some of my favorite films of all time. That's wild because like this one is up there with some of the my favorite films. Interesting. Okay. Are you judging me? <laughs> no, I'm not. No. I don't. I'm not judging you. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I believe you, but okay. <laughs> so so walk me through this. Um, tell, tell me about this movie. Okay. So um, we open up on a party. Well, okay. So we don't know it's a party yet, right? It's a, it's a, performance Mm -hmm. the cheetah girls are performing uh, a song that i'm blanking on the name of right now together we can together we can (laughs) um (laughs) thank you um and they're like killing it at first absolutely yes and then one of them trips and falls into the other one Mm -hmm. and the whole time is it sabrina no um dorinda that's Mm -hmm. like up front and she's like get, like getting it like dancing and stuff yes and just like going off and they're all like stumbling behind her and then they pan over and we see that they're performing for a children's party and the kids are all laughing at them now right my heart um, <laughs> um so then we see a little bit more of the party as they're having a conversation. Um, see, I don't really remember what the conversation was about at this time because I was a little bit distracted um, because in the background um, there was something happening and it really reminded me of... Um, so you know that scene from Twilight? Um, what? So, okay, so the kids in the background were playing with a pinata. Oh my God. And they had a baseball bat and they were hitting the pinata. As, as you and I do. was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is cool, but these kids are pretty weak um, compared to my friends 
from Twilight, um, from that scene. You know the scene I'm talking about? Um, what what scene? Um, so like they are, they like go and they like play baseball in the storm because they they're too strong and they make the ball make big sound. Oh yeah 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 the baseball yeah. scene from Twilight. Okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah the baseball scene yeah 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 yeah. Um, okay yeah so it's I was, just like that. It's it's just it's just like that scene, hundred percent. Um, granted on a lower scale because these kids are not hitting it like Edward Cullen can. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> um, we just got the title. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I cannot tell you what they were talking about in that that particular party, um, but I think it was probably about the talent show auditions, um, because they have decided they're going to audition for the talent show at their school. So like, even though their performance sucked, they're like feeling good about it. So they go home, and next we see Galleria, Raven Simone. Yes, Raven Simone. Um, and. I was a little bit shook because I super don't remember her having such a blatantly Italian father. Like, not that it's a problem. It just, like, he's not mentioned in the other films ever. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Hi, everyone. Editing Cedric here. Um, For the rest of the episode, just don't really listen to what I say about Cheetah Girls 2. After finishing recording, I decided to watch the film again, and I realized it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, and a lot of the things that I say about it just aren't true. <laughs> um, so soon we will watch Cheetah Girls 2 for this podcast, and then we will correctly talk about it. <laughs> um, but I said a lot of wild things um, about Cheetah Girls 2 that just aren't true. Also, sorry for whatever's going on with my mic. Um, I fixed it now, so it's fine. But, ooh, it's a rough one. All right. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the episode. I was going to say, it didn't seem like such a plot point to be shook over, but I guess that makes sense if he no, it's was just, a no-show later on. I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess I didn't really remember Galleria having parents at all. You don't remember her mom? No. Oh, yes. Well, she's mom. not in the other films. So they just, like, release teenagers into different yeah, places? Yeah, in, in the second movie, they go to Spain, like, by themselves. They're with, like, Chanel's mom, because I think Chanel's mom has a new boyfriend who's Spanish. Okay, okay, because in this one, Chanel's mom's boyfriend was Luke. French, right? French, yeah. Um. So anyway, that was, yeah. Um. And uh, the mom just, like, absolutely starts, like getting on her and saying like this this is not you're not gonna this isn't gonna go anywhere did you think also think that was kind of harsh um her mom's always been i liked her mom a lot but yeah looking back you know um now as an adult instead of as an impressionable child um i was like ooh, ooh, maybe not but it felt like there were they touched on it very like lightly like just like tapped it very lightly this idea that maybe the mom had been burned right they didn't yeah yeah because um all of them have extremely rich parents except for 
uh, Dorinda, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So they were kind of talking about, like, you know, is she spoiled? You know, is she working for this? You know, who's teaching her these morals and stuff like that? Yeah. So um, a mom's kind of a party pooper. And then Raven says, um, it's okay. We're going to audition for the talent show. And she's like, oh, that's fine then. Okay. <laughs> Right, because they go to, like, a really fancy school, right? Yeah, it's like a magnet school. Kind of like um, Julie and the Phantoms? Yeah, I guess so. Right? They go to a fancy music school, right? I don't think it's, I don't think in Julie and the Phantoms, I don't think it's specifically a music school, but they do have, like, a, like, a hefty music program. Yeah, yeah. Like a good arts department. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, whereas theirs, they specifically had someone, like, really famous from their school or, like, mm-hmm. uh, something would happen. What what happens if they win the talent show? If they win the talent show, I think they get, a, they get money, right? Oh, I thought it was, like, a music deal or something. No, no, no. It was the other guy who was offering them the music deal. After yeah. he saw them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting ahead I of think, us. I think the money, I think I think it was money, and I think they were going to take the money and record a demo. Yes, yes. But then they show, up, they show up to the auditions, mm-hmm. and the producer is, like, there. Like, he shows, he, like, walks in. It's such a bizarre, I hated this scene. Because he just, like, seems like a sleazeball from the get-go to me. Oh, yeah, like... Do you feel the same way? He's definitely, like, a predator, because they're, like, supposed yeah. to be 14. They're supposed to be freshmen, right? And this, yeah, like... Yeah, which is buck wild in and of itself. <laughs> right, and this super sleazy man comes in and starts, like, basically grooming them, like, saying, oh, I'll give you everything you want. You girls are so pretty and talented, yeah. and I want you for my record label, and, like, yeah, super creepy. Yeah, and Galleria's mom, who was at the auditions, which I also thought was weird because she was like, this isn't going anywhere. But then she, like, shows up to the auditions and, like, as, like, almost like a fangirl. <laughs> there were contradicting things. Um, what? But she, no. she, like, steps in and she's like, um, excuse me, that's my kid and she's a child. Um, so please back off. And then everyone's really upset because they wanted that record deal. When do we find out that Dorinda's actually like a really uh, fancy dancer or part of a dance team or something? Because they had, um, okay, so their audition um, for the talent show was with the song, um, drawing a blank, um, Cinderella, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where Toto came in too, right? Yeah, because um, Galleria's mom brought Toto. Yes. Okay, so then afterwards, they got onto um, Dorinda for not wearing better clothes or something. And this is where we find out that Dorinda's actually, like, has a side job and um, Uh she has to work and she's part of the foster system and, like, they had a really cool conversation. Okay, I really loved when Chanel... Um, went to talk to her. She found out that uh, Dorinda's uh, a foster child and uh, her mom um, is raising ten other, no, nine other kids with her and uh, she's not as fancy as the other girls. But there was, like, such an interesting 
the fact that Disney was wanting to take this on and even had Chanel like say something about, oh, you know, you're not as white as we thought you were. And she's like, oh, no, yeah, I am. That's not my real mom. Um, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. Disney films don't do that anymore. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think they address that in any of the other films. Like, I don't, I don't even think in, like, the second film they ever, because in the second film, they're not, like, famous yet. They're still, like, trying to make it. And I don't even think they address her, like, money issues at all, which... That's so disheartening, because that's, like, a major part of her character. And, yeah, and it, yeah. That's another reason I love this um, movie so much, is because, like, each girl kind of has her own kind of story that we kind of get a subplot for except for aqua we don't really get too much from aqua do we yeah i mean we get that she's from texas Mm-hmm. um which again they don't ever touch on in the other films <laughs> <laughs> so wait you told me that this is basically are the other films are basically just like this but you're taking away all the the good parts there okay can i tell you about the formula for the rest of the cheetah girls films yes please do okay so here's the formula and it's you'll recognize it because it's like the same as the first one um the formula is the girls are starting to gain success um one of them develops a diva complex they all butt heads they say they're gonna break up and then they don't okay yeah no that sounds very familiar (laughs) yeah okay yeah that's that's the same skeleton but different meat Wow, I just summarized the film. <laughs> Good episode <job>. over. <laughs> <laughs> Before this, yeah, Cedric is like, I don't know how to summarize this, but nailed it. Only took 18 minutes. That that sums it up perfectly, though. You're I know, right. it does, for sure. So let's talk about that diva complex, then. Yeah, let's talk about it. Galleria. I'm always going to refer to her as Raven. Disney Channel screwed her over by letting her keep her name in That's So Raven, so she's never ever going to play anyone that's not raven what about um isn't she in- nope raven <laughs> not, that's okay can we have a side note for a second like unrelated yeah. cheetah girls but related to raven have you seen yeah, raven's home i have not okay i i've heard bits and parts and then i saw some on social media but then i'm also pretty sure that social media like was also just writing their own fan fiction for what they were hoping to happen. Oh, remind me, I've got a fan fiction section for this. Okay, yeah. Um, Did she marry Eddie, or did she marry someone who went off and, like, left her? Is her kid, uh, I want to say psychedelic. It's not psychedelic. Um, Psychic? Psychic. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, her kid's psychic. Is she she a lesbian with Chelsea? She's a lesbian with Chelsea, like, for sure. I don't actually know. I've seen one episode of it. Okay. But, like, they have to... They're lesbians together, right? Right. Okay. They're in lesbians. They're in lesbians, yeah. Okay, sorry. I just had to... We had to address the elephant in the room there. Um. So, Galleria... Sorry, Raven. Um, is just, like, being a poop. Yeah. She's being a big poop, and she... So, when they meet Jackal... Jackal's the producer... When they, which I hate that name too. Yeah. Wait. No, it's. They it, did it, that it's, on purpose because a jackal is like a predatory animal. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm caught up now. I don't get those things. Like it takes me a minute. <laughs> Cheetahs, jackals. Like I'll be like. Know. I'll be like. Like I'll make the connection in my head, but I don't ever think that they did it on purpose. I'll just be like, man, isn't it crazy? Um. 
Anyway, so they meet Jackal at the auditions, and and Raven just goes into like diva mode and she's like hi i'm the founder of the cheetah girls and i wrote this song yeah she kind of throws the other girls under the bus yeah and we have a moment later where aqua and dorinda confront chanel um and they're like hey you need to because chanel and and raven have been friends since they were like children like they've been friends forever and Aqua and Dorinda are their friends it seemed like they were like friends via like convenience right because they joined the band and became friends that way is that what you got right okay yeah like adjacent friends you mm-hmm. know um and so they're like hey Chanel you need to put put Raven in check cuz it's real bad Mm-hmm. And they do have this moment where she is like, um, you can't like claim that because like we all collaborated on these songs and like you're not the founder, but it doesn't help. <laughs> right. Like at all. And um, so. To be fair, though, um, what Jackal was offering them was like kitty songs which now after what we've talked about him seems even more creepy and like he wanted them to wear like furry masks yeah and lip sync and stuff um, yeah yeah but before that even like raven right. was being a right like not like she was taking the she had the mentality of a person who, like, was just using the band as a way to be a solo artist, is what I was getting from it. Did you get right. that as well? Yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, but, so then, yeah, so Jekyll offers them this deal to be, which, that was for sure, like, a play on It's a Small World, right? It's gotta be. It had to have been. It's like the song... It, yeah, do you want to give us, like, a little sample of it? No, do you remember? I, I can't. <laughs> Mostly because I don't really remember it. Um, but it's something about, like, everyone around the world or something. Yeah, it was like, we travel all around the world. <laughs> and I don't remember the rest of it, but they were having masks, too. That's good. Yeah, Thanks. they did have masks. Um, and it was, like, the Wiggles or something. Like, it was, like... Right, it was Kitty. Like, it was, yeah. like, for Disney Junior or something. hmm hmm And immediately, Raven is like, no. Nope. And she, like, walks out. Right, because the other girls are like, you can't talk for us, you know, even though they clearly didn't really want the deal mm-hmm. either, but they just wanted to have their say in it. And that's, like, the moment where I, like, started to... Because up until that point, I had been like, okay, she's being unreasonable. Mm -hmm. But then it became less of a, less of a her wanting the spotlight and more of a her standing up for her artistic integrity. Right. And I thought that that was an interesting switch. And I'm not sure 
how I feel about it because they never really resolved. Well, it's complex. Um, yeah, there's layers to this. It's a great yes. movie uh, because you get the fact that she's kind of spoiled, that she mm-hmm. wants the spotlight all to herself. But then you also, you know, understand that she has put in a lot of work mm-hmm. in, into this and is thinking long term. This is something she really wants to do with her life. Yeah. So it's not like cut and dry, like, oh, she's being dumb or, oh, she it's totally justified. You know, like, it's it's good. It's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it it is a... um. Wait, we missed the shopping montage. Where's the shopping montage at? It's before the Jackal. I have no idea. Because after the Jackal meeting, um, Chanel goes on this shopping spree because she's upset with her mom. Another complex, you know, storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom has a boyfriend, and she's spending a lot of time with the boyfriend instead of with her daughter. And feeling cheated, uh, Chanel goes on, like, a huge spending spree. Um, and then after the whole shit show with Jackal, uh, Chanel is really upset and at home. And her mom comes home and, like, freaks out on her because, like, they maxed out the credit card and got it declined and stuff. And, again, some some good character layers in there. Yeah. Yeah, and she, so that's, that's when they have the moment with um, her and Dorinda. Because remember, she goes, um, Raven had gone off on Dorinda saying, like, here is, she, like, gave her, like, what I was assuming was, like, a vision board yes. of, like, clothing and was, like, this is what you need to have ready for our m- meeting with Jackal um, because your clothes are gross. <laughs> Or something like that. And, like, you Not to... knowing that Dorinda was not as yes. rich as the rest of them. Yes. Um, and so then when Chanel goes on her shopping spree, she sees this, like, cheetah print vest. And she, like, brings it to Dorinda. And that's when she finds out that Dorinda mm-hmm. is not, like, as well off as she was. Mm-hmm. Um, Which brings me to, actually, um... You want to come with me, Cedric? Do you want to do you want to come over here? Um, I have this nice little place prepared for us. Are we going on an adventure? Yes, I'm taking you to the fan fiction corner. Okay, I'm not so, sure I want to go there, but I'll follow you. I guess. <laughs> here we go. Um, so that since this came out in 2003, it is around um fanfiction.net era instead of ao3 everyone Mm -hmm. knows ao3 is like where most fanfiction gets posted now um everyone everyone knows that everyone knows everyone knows that just very common i could call up my mom right now and she would tell me all about that oh right 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 peggy's on top of it peggy's on top of it um so do you want to guess how many fanfics there are for this movie and this is all the movies together because they didn't get their separate uh, categories. 300,000. What? I don't know how many fanfics there usually are for a thing. No. Okay. Well, you're wrong. 40,000. Um, is that still too 29. big? 29. Oh, okay. 20, 29. <laughs> Wait, 29,000 um, or just 29? Just 29. Oh, the most recent one was posted in September 2020. So it's uh, relatively dead fandom. Not that it ever gained much popularity to begin with. 
But I do want to draw your attention to the top rated one. Uh, it is titled She Walked Away. Do you wanna do you wanna take a a random guess about what it might be? Is it about Galleria walking away? No. Is, no. Is it gay? Yeah, Cedric, I think I'm actually gonna read this afterwards. Um <laughs> It looks really cute. Okay, okay. It looks really cute. Okay, so it's Galleria and Dorinda have another fight. Dorinda runs off. Chanel runs after her. Longer summary inside. Um, This was published in 2007, and if you are interested in the longer summary, Dorinda gets some great news from California and rushes off to tell the other cheetahs. When she gets there, Galleria starts harping on her clothes again before Dorinda can tell them. Dorinda and Galleria have another argument and Dorinda storms out. Chanel, who is hopelessly head over heels in love with Dorinda, searches for her and attempts to comfort her. Ultimately, Chanel blurts out her feelings, but before Dorinda can respond, Galleria finds them. I'm interested! I'm interested! That... Yeah, okay. That sounds pretty good. It kind of sounds cute. I mean, like, I'm sure it's awfully written, you know? Probably. Like, I can just hazard a guess, um, because I know if I were to write something like this uh, in 2007, it would have been horrible. But, you know, <laughs> cute premise. I like that, you know, there were people out there who watched this film and was like, mm, they would be cute together and wrote a story about it. That's adorable. I love that. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I really had um, here. If you do try... Oh, it is uh, 11,000 words. So not a terribly long one. Um, and there is absolutely none on AO3. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I'll, I'll, I'll read it and I'll let you know how it is. Yeah, for sure. Please do. So now we can leave this little corner. Okay. Thanks for indulging in me. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me into your fan fiction corner. It's cozy. I like the beanbag chair. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> good vibes only. Yeah, good vibes. Okay, so, all right. Can we talk about the ending? And Is this too premature? Do you have other things before we talk about the ending that you want to no, touch on? No, it... it we're basically there, right? They got in a huge fight. It yeah. looks like it's the end for them. Can we... They miss the talent show. They miss the talent show. Oh, yeah. So there's this whole moment where um, Galleria is like, they were going to record the talent, or they were going to record their demo on the same day as the talent show, which um, you would record a demo during the day and the talent shows at night. You could have done both. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Anyway. And so they miss the talent show, or they are missing the talent show, um, and they Galleria goes to the the theater director, theater director, I'm assuming, music director, whoever was yeah. running the talent show, who had previously been extremely supportive of them, and it's basically like, fuck you, and she even, like, says something to the effect of, like, we don't want to become, like, washed up. You know how that is. Right. Which is... <sighs> yeah. Brutal. Yes. Absolutely. Um. So, yes. That that happens. 
catapulting to the end, you know, as we do. Um, they, so they are not going to record the demo now. Right, because they've broken up. And they've broken up. They are, they're not even, like, speaking to each other. Nope. Raven is walking down the street. She's walking her dog, Toto. Mm-hmm. And Toto gets loose off of the leash. And jumps in a hole? Yup, falls into a construction site hole. And, um... So Raven goes over and is like, oh, my God, my dog's in a hole. And the police officer, who she had previously done dirty, right? What did she do to him? She, like, ran into him and, like, spilled his coffee or something, right? I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Oh, okay. She she had done something to him. He's like, oh, my God, we need to help your dog. And then it becomes this frenzy of emergency responders and media trying to get this dog out of this hole right like they've got live news and they've got like uh firemen there and stuff and uh the dog is losing oxygen or something like it's really wedged in there and they're like oh no we don't know if the dog's gonna make it they're like we're getting oxygen down to the dog hey what's the dog gonna do when they when you send an (laughs) oxygen mask down there the dog doesn't it's gonna be like oh put on the like no it's a dog <laughs> it's uh, this, but since the news did show up um it's being broadcasted mm-hmm. and luckily the other three cheetah girls see it on the news yeah and they all run to help i don't what are they what's their end goal because they're, so, they're not, none of them are going to go in that hole. No, no, absolutely not. But they all really love Toto. Toto was kind of their mascot. Um, and the dog in other examples where they sang um, would jump up and down and dance with them. So they were all very concerned. And they once they all got there together in matching track suits, yes. which they clearly didn't coordinate because they haven't spoken to each other in a couple days. Um, yeah, well, actually wardrobe handled that one. <laughs> I hate you. Um, they they get there and they start. Uh, the dog starts responding to their voices, so they start singing down the construction hole, and the dog perks up or something. I don't know. So this is the point where I. What is happening? Uh, the 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 fireman is like call your dog and she starts stinging like if if something happened to my cat and i wanted to get him i'm not gonna sing a few bars i'm gonna be like hey leo come here like you know what i like right no no that totally makes sense i, I mean i guess but yeah he's all just the girls different. start singing at him yeah they start singing at him and he comes out of the hole and he's a little bit dirty but he's okay and okay this next part i got literal chills watching what did you get don't tell me okay continue 
So afterwards, um, it was kind of like, a, you guys came? And they're like, no, we came for the dog. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they're all starting to walk their separate ways. And there's just this scene where even though they're all in this crowd together, um, and Raven has her back to the camera, but then she starts singing a couple of bars, and everyone kind of stops and looks at her. And she kind of turns around dramatically and, and starts singing the, the Cheetah Girls sisters, Cheetah Sisters song. Mm-hmm. And she kind of pauses. And then, um, was it Dorinda that jumps in next? And is like, yeah, we forgive you. You know, she starts singing with her. And then Aqua starts singing next. And then finally Chanel comes in and they're all singing together. And then the, the guy from the talent show has a guitar, an electric guitar that's plugged in somehow out there. And so he starts playing the guitar and they do like this whole dance together and like you get to see like all their parents there and even like Dorinda her mom and her foster siblings are there and like everyone's cheering them on and Toto's doing the dance oh it's so cool (laughs) I loved it so much it's it's very good it's so good you're judging me aren't you I'm not judging Um, so they perform this song in the second film also and i like that sequence better (gasps) but this one was so emotional yeah but the second one is too because they had also just broken up and gotten back together (laughs) no they can't reuse the song like that (laughs) they did (laughs) actually it might be they might sing amiga's cheetahs first you ha- we have to watch the second film. <laughs> okay, okay. I I am intrigued. There's a song called Amigas Cheetahs. Um, in the second film. And I, I don't remember. I, I can't save you. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, wait, oh, I just, I wasn't looking for you to save me. I can save myself. That's the whole point of this film. Do you want to rank the songs? Do you want to rank yeah, the songs? Yeah, let's rank because the songs. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. okay. My number one song was Cinderella. Oh, okay. Because, and again, I think this makes a lot more sense looking back now as an adult. Uh, 2003, Annie did not know she was a lesbian. But the line where they're like, um, I don't want to be like Cinderella waiting in a dark, cold, dusty cellar. Um waiting for somebody and i was like that's so true you know we don't need men to save us you know uh, who needs a guy anyway you know i was like oh so empowered you know and looking back it's totally because i'm a lesbian so like yeah you know <laughs> yeah that that makes so much sense but like oh i loved that song okay well do you want me to say my number one or do you want to go yeah what your... was your number one my number one is it's cheetah sisters okay that was my number two Mm-mm. it's a bop it's it, good. It, it is a bop. It's a it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, then what was your number two? My number two is Girl Power. Girl Power is my number three. Okay. So my number three then is Cinderella, and my number four is Together We Can. My number four is Together We Can. Yes. And it's not that it's not a good song, but like the other songs, like I actually have on like Spotify playlist yeah. workout songs and stuff. Whereas Together We Can is. Yeah, it's. It's there. Just a little too Disney uh-huh. yeah. to listen to on a regular basis for me. But it's still a good song. 
Still a good song. So what would you rank it? Wait, before we go on to that. Shit. What? What are you going to do? No, I don't have like a segment or anything. Well, oh, okay. I mean, I guess we can make this a segment. <laughs> no. I'm just looking at a couple of the notes that I wrote. Okay. And I I just kind of want to read a couple of them. Please do. Enlighten us. One of them just says, Mrs. Almanac with four question marks. Because their teacher's name is Mrs. Almanac. Did you catch that? No. That's fake, right? I mean, all of their names were awful. Aqua's full name was Aquanet, right? Yeah. And Dorinda had like a stage name of Do Do Re Mi, right? Y- yeah. Yeah, there I it was all awful. Um I also have a note that says it says I like the letter I and then three question marks and it says what with three question marks. And then why did the mom literally pull a me in my Jonas Brothers fanfic? And here's what I mean. You don't have to expose yourself. No, I'm going to. Okay, okay. Um. So I wrote a Jonas Brothers fanfic when I was in junior <laughs> high, um, and it was really, really bad. But one of the things that I did is that so I wrote myself into it, and my character I wrote her as um someone who um like hates the Jonas Brothers. But it somehow knows everything about them. And so there's this part where the where Galleria's mom. Do you know what I'm talking about? So Galleria's mom, like when she steps up to Jackal, she's like basically she's like, You ain't shit. And then she lists off like everything he's done in his life. Did you do you do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, so her mom does work in this industry, right? I don't know. I don't know. I thought no. I mean, that's kind of the vibes I got from it. Oh, okay. So I think I thought she was like a like a fashion designer or something, or because remember at the beginning she talks about oh, having a fitting right. with someone. Maybe. I just thought it was really bizarre that she was like, like, really hating on him, and then literally just like dropped his whole, like biography (laughs) (laughs) and i really i really saw myself in that moment good i'm i'm glad for you um i also have galleria is the ducking worst because my phone auto corrected (laughs) oh no (laughs) i also have dog gets stuck in a hole and i start sobbing did you really cry i did i did cry um but I don't think it, I think it was just because I thought about how upset I would Leo be. Leo getting stuck? If, yeah, if my cat got stuck in a hole. That is understandable. You know what? I actually get that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, oh, also, why is this white boy serving up wisdom? We didn't talk about him at all. Yeah, because he was pointless except for his guitar solo uh, for their song at the end. Are yeah, about, is his name Kyle? Was that his name? Yeah, that can't Jack? be real. Jack. Steve. It was, it was some white boy name. Um. Yeah, he was like the mansplainer of the movie and 
really forgettable. Yeah, he had that he had that JTT haircut. Mm-hmm. His name is Derek. But the actor's name Derek. is Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roundabout way, I'm right, right? <laughs> yeah. I knew it was a white boy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Okay, so... Yeah, let's go ahead and rank so, rank this film. Okay, ten out of ten for me. Like, okay, it's Cheetah Girls. You, it's iconic. I'm giving it a nine. Cause there's always room for improvement. There is always room for improvement, and I'm a harsh critic. <laughs> <laughs> no more than a nine point five. <laughs> a nine point seven. I don't remember what the... Well, this is one that I've actually enjoyed watching with you um, and hearing your comments about. Um, I do think we should go on and watch the other one soon. Um, I mean, I'm going to watch them tonight, not for our podcast, but just for Annie, you know? Um, She deserves it. Yes, you do deserve it. Um, Sorry not to break the flow of the ending of this podcast um i'm on the wikipedia right now and not to alarm you but the the teacher who was like running the talent show Mm -hmm. her name is mrs almanac no 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 that's a different teacher the the teacher you know drinka are you aware of what her full name is No. Her full name is Drinka Champagne. <gasps> is she a drag queen? God, I hope so. All right, that folks, that's amazing. our show. <laughs> now we got to go write our own fanfics. Uh, yes. Yeah. About them learning from a drag queen. That. You know what? That would make this movie. <sighs> I mean, it's already a 10, but, like, that would just mm, pump it up. Now I want to give it a lower score because I wish it had been that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, any last thoughts? No. Okay, well, thanks for watching this with me then. I love you, Cedric. I love you, too. Bye. Bye. Hi, everyone. It's Cedric. I'm plugging the social media because, of course, we forgot again. Um, if you want, you can go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at MouseWatchPod, and our email address is mousewatch.thepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you of what you've thought about the episode, as well as what you want us to review in the future. All right, see you later. Hold on one second. Um. Hey, Leo. I know you want to play <gasps> with your ball, but I'm recording a podcast. Okay, there you go. Did you hear him? I did hear him. Okay, he just went in his little house. He's going to take a nap. <laughs> did you? Go ahead. I don't know if you could hear him, but he was starting to play. He has that, like, ball on a track thing. 
oh, he was yeah, starting yeah, to like yeah. bat it around and I was like that's not gonna be very good no I didn't hear anything <laughs> until um you said hey Leo and he just went 